Maybe you felt chills or goosebumps. Perhaps it's an overwhelmed feeling of something bigger than you or more complex. Whatever the feeling, God put the response in your soul as a reminder of his presence, power, and glory. It's called awe, and he wants to remind us of it every day in many ways. Join us as we discover how God has used his awe to inspire others to follow him deeper in their lives. Turbulence, disasters, disease, wars, and so on. Are we living in those days close to Christ's return? Recent events are stirring up the deepest questions in our lives. And this is where investigative filmmaker Christopher Hanauer takes us to the seven churches at the beginning of the apocalyptic book of Revelations given to John by the risen Lord. Hanauer visits the Isle of Patmos where John was exiled and given the vision. And then he goes on to Turkey to the first three cities or churches mentioned in the book of Revelations, Ephesians, Smyrna, and Pergamum. To help us understand the connection between their situation and ours and what we can learn from the messages Jesus gave to each church, he puts out a movie that's called The Seven Churches of Revelation's Times of Fire. And to help us understand this documentary better and the impact it can bring to our lives, we have the film's director, Timothy Mahoney, who is also the award-winning director of the Patterns of Evidence movie, on the line to give us some insight into what we can pull from the movie and why it's important to watch. Tim hit a crisis of faith in his own life in trying to determine the truth in the biblical stories, and he ended up on a 12-year journey that led to his movies and companion books confirming stories such as the Exodus. Tim, welcome to In Awe by Bruce. Well, Bruce, thanks for having me on your program. And let me just correct one thing. I am not the director. Yes. I am the executive producer of, of the Seven Churches of Revelation, Times of Fire. Okay. Which, Thank you. But it's a fantastic film. Uh, the director is a French uh, director. His name's Etienne, and he is a marvelously talented young man. Okay. Well, good. Thank you for that correction, and uh, glad you could be on today because, you know, have some questions that could help people understand why the movie's important to watch and what it br can bring home to everybody. First of all, though, what piqued your interest in getting involved in this? I grew up in a Christian home, and the book of Revelation, growing up, you know, there was uh, the book The Late Great Planet Earth with Hal yeah. Lindsey. And uh, I, I don't know if I ever read it, but uh, but it, it was out. Everyone was talking about it when I was a kid. And uh, the whole idea of uh, the rapture and being left behind, and, you know, those different big events were always a concern for me, you know, as a child. And in fact, I'll just share with you that I remember I knew about it as a child. And yeah. if I couldn't find my parents sometimes, I thought, have I been left behind? Oh, uh, my you know, I don't know if you ever had that, but my cousins and I used to worry that, you know, it's just terror came over me because I knew about the rapture. Right. And that's my early childhood. And mm -hmm. as time has gone on, as you you know, I've been involved with this series of, of films called Patterns of Evidence, which looks for the history of the Bible and it looks for a pattern of it showing up in different parts of, of history. And then we produced the Exodus film and then later on the Moses controversy and then Red Sea Miracle 1 and 2. And uh, in those films, the technique is to use what I call the scientific approach, which I should say it is the scientific approach uh -huh. uh, before I, long before I ever came around, but uh, which is to look for a pattern of evidence. And when you do that, you actually look for things differently than if you were to go to a historian 
who might have already looked at something and then made a decision. So in my series, I found out that that by taking this new approach, it actually gave, led you to new information and, and to see things differently. And so my interest in Patterns of Evidence, that first film, The Exodus, went on Netflix worldwide. Wow. And that meant that it was in France. And Christophe Hanover saw the film and he thought, wow, and he's an evangelical Christian, and he thought, well, what if we did something like that? Uh. And so he basically took the sort of the style and, and made it his own, uh, looking for a pattern of evidence for the seven churches of Revelation. And he created a series based on that, and it actually went on to, let's say, the HBO of France, uh, and they accepted it. And, and when I looked at it, he contacted me and wanted me to help him, and yeah. I ended up saying yes. <laughs> it took a little bit, but... <laughs> That's great. So tell us about the film itself, The Seven Churches of Revelation, uh, about how it develops and opens up that, you know, without obviously giving away everything, where does it take us to and why? There's seven churches, but then there's the island of Patmos. And mm -hmm. the film actually starts off by Christoph going to the island of Patmos, where John was given this revelation. This revelation, uh, John was a prisoner being held there, and uh, I believe that uh, as I've listened and, and talked with other scholars that I don't know that John w I was totally alone. I think he had s some people that were helping him, you know, as he was there. And uh, the angel of the Lord, uh, the Bible tells us that came to him. And, you know, I, if you look at the book of Revelations just in the first chapter, uh, you'll see that it helps to lay out what, what really happened. And, and he was given this this vision, and it was from Jesus, and it was for the seven churches. And uh, these churches uh, were in, I believe it's called Asia Minor, which is actually Turkey. Uh, and so a number of the Christians that were there were, I think they were a combination of Jewish people as well as foreigners who, I don't know if you'd call them Turkish, but they're in that, that part of the land. So you had the church of Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Mm -hmm. And those seven churches were given a letter given to Paul to write it down. You know, he was told, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to those seven churches. And so he obeyed and each church would hear what was being sent to the other church. And there were some churches that were being rebuked and others that were being praised. So that is what this film is about. And as we looked at it, I said to Christoph, I said, I don't uh, really know how to release the series and help him to make more films because uh, mm -hmm. I didn't see any profitability in that. I said, I think it would be better for us and more noteworthy if we took and divided your series into three films. And so we're actually going to be adding, we added quite a bit more material to it and made uh, our first feature film, which is going to be a Fathom event in over 700 theaters on October 11th and 12th. Mm -hmm. And so that's basically, we made it into a film and we took the first three churches. We took the investigation at Patmos and then mm -hmm. we're looking at Ephesus, Smyrna and Pergamum for the first film, which is called The Seven Churches of Revelation, Times of Fire. So then after that, you're going to release then the next couple of churches and so yep. forth, right? The next film, uh, we we think the title will be called Times of Seduction, ah. because there are churches that were seduced at that time. Mm 
And the third film then will be upon the apocalypse, the rest of the book of Revelation. So this is a tricky material to deal with, and there's different ways that people look at it. Mm -hmm. And I've heard from pastors that if you want to divide up your church and really cause a problem, just talk about the end times. (laughs) (laughs) So true. (laughs) Because, I mean, even just the seven, seven churches, people look at them are as, okay, they meant something to people back then. Some people look at them as allegorical. Some people look at them as an overview of church history so that you've got, you know, the way the churches move through time up to the present before Christ comes. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of mix. Can you tell me, as you see the from the three that you went to in this first movie, what should we be looking to take away from it as the viewers? I've watched it, but tell me what you want people to take away. I have been so moved by this film, for example. The takeaway is you're going to understand something that I never knew and most people don't know, is the historical locations and the setting that the early Christians were faced with. You're going to understand the stress and the tension that they were faced against with Caesar Mm -hmm. and the fact of the idolatry that was being promoted there and that the uh, nation wanted these Christians to conform to their idolatry mm-hmm. and to worship Caesar. And so they basically had to make a decision. Am I going to be faithful to the Lord or am I going to bow my knee to Caesar and say that he is Lord? Mm-hmm. And what you're going to see is a connection between, let's say, culturally speaking, what was happening in the early church And it's not very difficult to see. Uh, In fact, this film will start to show you as we look at the different churches and look at also the spiritual dynamic, demonic activity that was going on at that time and what we can see as it transferred through history at this time. Mm -hmm. And and so you're going to see also it's going to connect itself to today, to persecution and to the fact that there are many people that right now are living in their last days. Yeah. Uh, if we think about what's happening in Afghanistan right now, yeah. the believers that have already been martyred, their families, the tragedies and the horrors that are going on. Right. Uh, you know, with the women and uh, the children and we have to wake up. And I think this is a this film is a call to the church. The title, I'd like to talk a little bit Bruce, could we talk about Yeah, the- go ahead. Fire is a purifying device in a sense. You know, you. I remember when I got a sliver, we'd get a needle out, and my mother would go over to the stove and burn it and get it hot, and so it was purified. Yeah. So there's the fire of persecution, which I believe is God allows it. And it means that really those who are true believers are willing to go through that fire. Mm -hmm. But there's another fire. It's a greater fire, and that's the fire of God's Spirit. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And so that fire of the Holy Spirit, what I'm sensing, and when you ask Tim, why did you take this film on? This film is not a film that divides people as some, let's say, eschatological films would. This film is showing and educating you into the reality of the historical context that was happening at the time that John was writing these letters. And number two It's then, I think, helping us to see that and asking one question. And we talked about this question as filmmakers for a while. And we we just said, it's three words. Are you ready? Mm. Yeah. Because 
we've seen how quickly things have changed yes. in our own nation. We see how quickly things change in a country. And the question is, is we can't change external forces. All we can do is prepare our hearts. Have we prepared our hearts for whatever is coming? Is our heart there? And I think about later on, I mean, we, we hear about the parable of the virgins that had oil. Yes, right. Yep. And some of them had enough oil and other ones didn't. Yep. And they went to buy some more. And then the groom came and opened the door and those other ones, well, they were all kind of there at the same time and then they didn't have enough oil. I don't know how to interpret that completely, but I think the question was, is some of those virgins were prepared and the other ones weren't. Yes. And I think the the question for us and the reason why this film is so important, I, and I would encourage your your audience to go as a, as a Sunday school class or go as a church and go see this film on October 11th and 12th. It's the seven churches of Revelation, Times of Fire. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you just go to www.thenumber7churches.com, thenumber7churches.com, uh, you can watch a trailer, you can buy tickets. We're going to be a Fathom event. But if you go as a group and experience this, I've already tested it with uh, audiences at my own church, and people were absolutely stunned and convicted. And mm. my prayer is that it, it really causes a revival in our hearts. Tim, I, I know for me, having watched it, I'm real familiar. I've studied, studied Revelation for a long time. And I think the biggest thing it brought home to me is just it brings the realism home of what they were really fighting through, what pressures were on them, the fact that they were now being really separated from being seen as a Jewish sect, because as a Jewish sect, they were protected. But once they were seen as somebody who wasn't quite a Jewish sect, then all of a sudden they were fair game and uh, you had to bow down before Caesar and and just seeing that pressure, it's you see it starting to happen around here in the world. So many countries are under that same pressure, and it's heading our way. Yeah. And so are we ready? You know, it's a time of fire. It's going to be a proving time, a purifying yeah. time. And, and are we ready? I think that when we think about the film, it's a prophetic film in the sense that, but it's a healthy prophetic film. Yeah. Uh, in a sense that I think it's telling us that we need to prepare. It's a call like the John the Baptist says. He said, prepare the way of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So ever since the time when John the Baptist was taking and, and quoting, I believe it's Isaiah, uh, you know, make his path straight. And as we think about that, I believe that our hearts need to be prepared because some of these churches later on that we'll come to is they, they were lukewarm. And we're going to show you why they were lukewarm. Mm -hmm. what, what the analogy is of that. And God says, I'd rather have you be cold or hot, you know, but lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. And right. uh, I think the issue for a lot of us is that we're lukewarm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we might think we're hot. We might think we're believers, but are we spending that time preparing our hearts with God's word? If we were to be carted up and, or if tragedy were to come, where would we look to for our salvation. Would we yeah. look to the government? Would we look to our bank account? Would we look to our cabin up in the hills? Uh, or would we turn to the Lord? What if we don't have anything? Back during World War II, if you look at what happened, how entire nations fell and people were, everything they had was burned to the ground. Mm -hmm. It happened, no one ever thought it would happen in certain parts of the world, in Europe. And I love Europe and those old cities, but 
armies came through quickly, and next thing there's fighting in the streets. <laughs> Countrysides yeah. that were safe, all of a sudden there's major battles that are happening there. You think you're in a place of safety, and all of a sudden you're in a place in the middle of a war. Well, you say, well, why would you bring that up, Tim? And I say, well, every century has probably thought that two things. One is that they're safe, and another one is that something happens, and they go, maybe this is the time when the Lord is returning. Right. And so the question is, is are you ready? Are you ready? I like that. Ooh, that's probably a good place to end unless there's something else you want to throw in. No, I, I think that the point I'll make is that we have um, also created something called the Historical Faith Society, uh, historicalfaithsociety.com, and it's a free membership, and we dive deep into the Bible and archaeology, and we're going to take it and look for the next several years at the book of Revelation as we follow the seven churches of, of Revelation, and we follow these films. I've already conducted different interviews with Revelation scholars, and obviously there are different views that people yeah. have. There is the pre-trib and post, mid-trib and post-trib, and there's an, there's other views of no, that there isn't a trib. It happened a long time ago. So yeah, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about Revelation. So I'm on the journey to discover just like everybody else, and I'm sure there are other people that already know, and they got it all figured out. Well, I think the thing about this is, is that I'm older now. I've got grown children and grandchildren, and I'm living in my last days, Yeah, as it were in the grand scheme of time. And so am I ready? Am I, am I doing the things that God has called me to do? Because it says in the last days that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, as I'm looking at this, my encouragement would be to your listeners is that you need to see this film. Once again, if you go to the number seven churches.com, www.number7andchurches.com. Look at the trailer, and I would just really encourage you to bring a small group, bring your your whole church if you can. And I don't know, Bruce, what do you think? Would that be a good idea? Oh, I think it'd be a great idea because the, the key to it is, is starting that conversation. And I think what you're pointing out and what you as the film directors came up with and film producers is that it's you know, okay, whatever you want to take side on something, the big question is, are you ready? Yeah, that's exactly right. And here's the other thing, Bruce. Yeah. I believe that prodigals need to see this film. I think prodigals have been people who were raised in the church yeah. and have decided that, you know, I don't really need this stuff. There's mm -hmm. an awful lot of uncertainty for everybody right now. And this is a great time to bring it home and to basically start bringing up spiritual discussions. And so I would encourage, and I think that uh, there are a number of people, in fact, I had an atheist that just saw it, and he thought it would be very good for people, for people to see it because there's a lot of unanswered questions about the future. And uh -huh. we're going to talk more about that, but I, I would wow. encourage you to bring, even if you have unbelievers in your family yeah, or People that are agnostic, they're kind of, they don't know what to believe. I think that, that God will use this film in a special way to draw them to him. Yeah, I think you're right. It pulled me in, so I'm, I'm behind you 100%. Well, thank you, Bruce, for having me on your program. Well, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Tim. And, uh, you know, keep up the good work and, and all that you guys are doing over there. I, I, I'm going to look up your historicalfaithsociety.com. That looks very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's really excellent. Uh, we, we produce a lot of good content on there. Okay. Well, God bless. Thank you so much. You're welcome.